Welcome, beautiful souls. You are tuned in to Love Human, Be Spirit. With us, I'm Amy, a 3-5 emotional manifester, right angle, cross of Eden. And I'm Monique, a 1-4 splenic projector, right angle cross of the vessel of love. And we'd love to invite you to join us while we talk all things human and spirit through the lens of human design. We'd like to offer you inspiration, information, and lived experiences while we're on this human ride together. So buckle up or don't, your choice. We're here to celebrate your uniqueness and our own and offer a perspective that allows us to lean into what makes us special what makes us human. So let's do it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and everything in between. And we plan to have a lot of fun along the way. Welcome back to the Love Human Be Spirit podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Amy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I am your other co-host, Monique. And we, as always, are super excited to jump back in today and be pretty intentional with the content that we intend to share. Today, we feel really called to talk specifically about how human design has really empowered us to be more loving to humans, love human in general, uh, with compassion and understanding as we've learned this amazing system and what it has offered for each of us. Yes. Yes. I love how you said that. Uh, We definitely felt called to talk about how human design has made us better humans, more compassionate people, more patient, maybe uh, more forgiving, um, more understanding, all of these things. I know it has done that for me and you and a lot of other people that we know, I think in some way or or another and I think that that's something that is really important to both of us because I, I, I mean, I'm not going to speak for you, but I know that for me, uh, there was qualities that I had about myself that I didn't quite love. And it seems like they've kind of fallen away, like not with me intentionally trying to change who I am, but more uh, with me understanding who I am and who others are in a way that I was never allowed to before has made it so that happened. And so Monique, the impatient person uh, isn't there as much anymore because somebody else has stepped in her place, not because I tried to change it. Does that make sense? 100% and beautifully said. And I think um, whenever I started my journey with human design and you and I have talked about this, I was at a place where I was ready to learn a system that was, you know, potentially something that was going to be even more beneficial than the personal development growth work I'd already been doing. I'd already been on that trajectory and I had no idea how much of an impact this was going to have. And I love how you highlighted how it allowed you to love yourself. Of course, vessel of love here, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) That you are, you beautiful soul. But it really dropped some of our own personal judgments about ourselves and allowed ourselves, I've talked about this already on here, but that open permission slip to be exactly who we're meant to be and designed to be. So when Mm -hmm. we do that first for ourselves, it's only natural that, from that awareness and that experience that we're having for ourselves, then the ripple effect happens and it moves toward others. And so while I did that deep learning for myself, 
then as I'm learning other people's designs, or even if I don't know their design, I'm all of a sudden showing up with more understanding and compassion and the patience you mentioned and truly loving perspective. And even if I'm not in a conversation with someone, but I'm witnessing something in that moment, I can just send them some energetic love because I'm witnessing some of the conditioning that may be happening in their body or some of the open centers, you know, the undefined areas. And for me, it just allows me to be a more loving human, which is really what I feel called to be anyway. And so what our intention was just to share this, because if you have not fully experienced this for yourself yet, or giving yourself the opportunity to experiment with it, uh, that's kind of the space that we're holding for it today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's so interesting how a system, modality, tool, I'm not sure, however you want to call human design, how something like this could shift so many things so quickly uh, in terms of perspective when it comes to all of these things that we just mentioned, all of these beautiful qualities that I think that we all kind of want as humans. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe that's vessel of love talking, but I do think that most of us aspire to be loving, compassionate, or I mean, at the very least, I know that we all want that. Um, and I think that it's just wild that one system or one tool, one modality has allowed for that for, for me at least. And obviously not just that, but um, for me, it's just the quickness of, of how, you know, when you start applying some of this information and embodying it and then living it, the speed at which the things start shifting is really mind blowing to me. And, yeah. and that's the thing that just keeps me so hyped and passionate about human design all the time, every day. <laughs> and, and maybe it would be helpful for these beautiful listeners to hear some of our own examples of where we have allowed ourselves or we're witnessing that open compassion and understanding where we might not have been before. For me, first, I'm always going to talk about my relationship with my kiddos, you know, the, the people that you communicate on a daily basis or, you know, as often just loved ones in your life. And we've had tons of experiences with them. And so then we have all these beliefs based on those experiences. And so then that's kind of how you perpetuate things. And when you start to learn your own design, and then of course, you know, the loved ones, hopefully you have access to be able to, um, you know, get access to their design. All of a sudden you're like, oh, I see that. And I can see that not only with my children, like my son and my daughter and the different nuances of how I raised them. And we've talked about parenting and we'll talk about it more, but even in my, you know, romantic relationships where I've had my own ahas, I mentioned on an earlier podcast that my partner is a manifesting generator, which is what Monique and I make together. But for the, for a while, I had judgment about the fact that he would do multiple things in one day, but wouldn't necessarily start and finish. And now I'm like empowering him and encouraging him that that is his gift and we need that in the world. So really allow yourself to move from one thing to the next and love it versus receiving judgment first, you know, maybe potentially for himself. Cause he would say things like, I'm not getting anything done. I'm like, is that actually true? And I think this allows us that opportunity to 
open our eyes and then invite them to see it another way. And that's just one of the examples off the top of my head. But let me tell you, there's so many more whenever I recognize that someone has an open throat center and then I hear the way that they are trying to communicate that feels differently for someone like me who's defined and my kids are defined. And you, you just have some deep compassion and you almost send more loving support for them to allow them to shine their light. Open ego, another one, open solar plexus. I mean, we could talk about multiple, but those are just like really first um, things that popped into my head to give examples. I don't know. What do you have, Monique? Yeah, I was thinking that too, of uh, trying to give listeners some specific examples of where I have seen growth in myself or my life. Um, I just find that um, I would 100% also lean towards talking about my parenting and my child uh, first, just like you did. It's just learning her chart after learning mine. Uh, first and foremost, learning we were both projector types was a game changer in and of itself. Because for me, uh, one major thing that I immediately felt in my body and felt in my mind change, I don't, I, something I felt quickly was uh, this ability to let go of comparing myself to my close group of friends and that I've grown up with. It, which is something that I've always done in, intentionally or unintentionally, consciously or not. I think that we all do this to some degree. Maybe I had a little bit more of that in me. I'm the youngest child. There's some of that in me. You know, I kind of always looked to others. I had very involved parents. So there was always people around me helping me make decisions uh, for me to kind of look towards to see what they were doing, to see you know, how that would fit on me kind of thing. I don't know. I think these human things that we all do to, to evolve and to grow up. Um, however, as I got older, it's always felt to me like I was somehow not keeping up is the best kind of words that I could put around it. And I knew I was just as smart and I knew I was just as good and talented and all of these things, but I still somehow felt like I couldn't get it together. Like my circle of of friends you know had their were getting their lives together so to speak not that anybody should compare anybody to anybody else right we none of us should do that right as a general rule but i think that we all do in in some capacity as a being a human being that's part of this experience and um for me it always ended in me feeling shitty about myself and feeling not enough and um and when I learned that I was a projector and that all of my uh, close friends are either generators, manifesting generators, or a manifester, the Q, my other bestie, um, I realized just how my, like, almost immediately I was like, oh, that's why. That's why it never looked the same or felt the same for me. That's why it always felt like I was trying to do things in a way that just didn't suit me naturally that's why it always felt like I was behind I don't know all of these things boom 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 I felt right away and so when I found out that my daughter was that too I was like wow I get to tell her this now and she gets to know that she is 20% of the population and that she never ever has to um feel less than 
just because she runs different it, because there's a good chance that a lot of her friends are going to be man gens and gens too, just like mine, right? They're about 70%, right? Um, I don't know how I get so lucky to have all these manifestors around me, but you know, that too, I just, I just love that I get to give her that she's seven. So hopefully, and I do believe that it will be this way because she loves human design too, but hopefully um, she gets to never do that. She never has to decondition from what I'm doing now. And for me, that was a huge gift because I didn't even realize, honestly, if I'm being honest, honest, I didn't even realize how often I was putting myself down or not loving myself about something. I didn't even realize. Like I get choked thinking about that, you know, because that's how, that's just how regular it was for me to operate that way. You know, I didn't think I had any issues with like self-acceptance or self-love or anything like that, because why would I? That's just how it's always been. And then I got, you know, an opportunity to feel something else. And it's like, I got to give that to my daughter. So she never has to feel that. That to me is worth all, you know, that that was a big one for me. So I definitely know that it opened my heart in a way for myself and then for my kid. And I do think that has to be where it starts. And then all of a sudden your heart's open for the whole world, right? As you go through your life. Sorry, so, that was a long one, but <laughs> no, no, that was, it was so perfect. And I'm so glad you shared that because I had so many of my own little ahas as you were saying that, and it was, it's important to highlight that um, experience that we have for ourselves and that deep judgment that we have of ourselves. It's not something that all of us like to talk about. It's incredibly vulnerable and uncomfortable. And when I learned my design and I learned that I had that open heart and recognizing that I definitely have showed up my, in my life, feeling like I had something to prove my open, um, Ajna, you know, the mind of pretending to be certain. I see how I've done that in my lifetime too likely to hopefully experience acceptance, you know, love, safety, and belonging are three very primal needs that we have. And that belonging, I did not feel like I had in some instances. So I would mold myself, which I very much felt like I showed up as a man gen in my corporate life, probably all of my life, um, had some very dominant, you know, tendencies, I almost said masculine, but I just want to move so far away from that, which is a whole other, you know, episode, but that deep judgment that we have of ourselves. And then all of a sudden in what I was hearing when you were sharing, it's that conditioning. It's like, oh, everybody else is getting their shit together. I need to get my shit together. And that's conditioning. And I feel yeah. like that's one of the things that human design has allowed me to put to words to release because actually we get to be exactly who we are in all of our glory. And for my whole life, it's been so frustrating for me, for somebody to tell me to, what the fuck to do. It's been so frustrating. And I thought a whole bunch of negative things, Monique, like, just like, am I just stubborn? Am I, you know, whatever, even though I was constantly trying to people please and do those things, I was an angry kid. I see that now. And then I just, and I used to say, oh, the number one emotion I'm in touch with in tune with was anger. Well, of course it was because I was living so far out of alignment. I mean, I even remember my corporate life. I would hang up the phone, like literally click release for 
one of my beautiful clients. And then I would bang the shit out of the receiver onto the actual phone to get that release out because I was so frustrated by a whole you know, myriad of things. And I'm seeing now when I witness that others experiencing things like that, I'm like, in my heart, I'm like, oh, the conditioning, even languaging mm. and things we say, I told you before we started recording today, let's lighten this up a little bit <laughs> that I was uh, on a little trip uh, earlier in the week. And one of the beautiful humans that I was with, I love him dearly. We were in the elevator and I love the F word. And uh, he said that it wasn't ladylike for women to say the F word. And I took, no, I took no, he very, did not. Yes, I took a very, very several deep breaths. And, you know, breathed in and out and was fanning myself because I knew I was getting fucking hot because I don't like to be told what to do. And I certainly don't like that old school thought perspective um, because I don't want to be labeled as to how I am meant to be. And I said, you're lucky that I love you and I'm going to let that go. And I actually did. Right. Mm -hmm. But the old me would have the judgment that I not only had on myself, I also projected that onto others. Mm -hmm. And that's the compassion I'm talking about. It's different now. I don't think that way anymore. And when I witness it for others, if I'm in, in contact in, you know, communication with that person, like I'm witnessing it because I'm with them, I will actually invite them to look at it another way because that's what we get to do. That's how we're going to change the collective by us being open. And I'm sure the fuck going to be the one to do it as a manifester. I'm going to say it. And yeah, like, I just feel really called that, you know, the more that we can get honest with ourselves and share our truths, it really empowers others to share theirs for sure. And I think that's, that's what we're here for. You, you said, I don't think like that anymore. And I mean, and I believe you and I know that about you. And I'm wondering you didn't try not to think like that anymore though right that's the thing no yeah that's what I love about this stuff is is that right there see so we I find as a society as people a lot of people that I know myself included struggle with these trying to to change these things about ourselves right that we that we don't like, or, or, or we're at least aware of exist. I think a lot of us are aware uh, of our stuff. How aware, I don't know. That's up to the person, right? But I do think that people know when they are stubborn, when they are impatient, when they are short. I do believe that. I mean, I know that. I, I'm, you know, kind of a hard critic on myself, and I will admit that, admittedly. Uh, but I think for the most part, people know that, but I don't think that they know what to do with that. I think that they're just stuck with it. And they're like, well, I've just, and and they don't think past that, or I'm not going to say that we don't think past that. We think, okay, I'm impatient. You know, my dad was impatient. I've always been impatient. This is how I am. And it's, you know, it's hard to change. That's hard to be patient, right? Um, Whereas this way, it's like going in through like some back door or something to the, to the, to the place, because it's like, um, and I don't want it to sound like a bypassing because it's not that at all. It's just the opposite, but it comes for it's, it's because it's starting inside of us, I think. Right. And, and we're going further with, okay, I'm impatient, but instead of going from that to like, God, why am I so impatient? What is it about me that I can't like really give people, you know, if you're trying to change that or why, why am I so sure, you know, instead of going straight there, going to like, okay, well, 
you know, this in my design, for example, for projectors, it's a little bit hard sometimes to um, respond, 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 respond. And when we're around a lot of, I'm thinking of my job reference, my bartending job that I still do a couple of days a week. And everybody else that I work with is a generator. I'm the only projector on staff. And um, and it's a good time. I love my job. I love where I work. I love the people I work with. And now that I understand energy in a different way, in a more, uh, I don't know if deeper way or more intense way, uh, I can notice quickly when I start to get overwhelmed and um, exhausted from the responding. And they do not. It, it could go on forever for them because they are designed that way. They are perfectly, perfectly designed to respond all day long. and you know, that's a whole nother episode that we'll talk about generators, right? Learning what to respond to or whatnot. But I don't know. I don't know what that feels like in my body. What I know is that I'm taking in all of that sacral energy around me, using it and and being great and creative and, and awesome with it. And realizing when enough is enough. Yeah. Really. So that I need to either walk away at that point for a little bit or whatever it is I need to do, but just, so with that, now I have this whole understanding and compassion for myself instead of going and beating myself up in the bathroom or something, which is what the old me would have done again, if I'm being honest and cried about it a little bit, probably, (laughs) but you know, just to like, like, why can't you get your shit together, Monique? Like everybody else, like, you know, like what, I don't know. And I I don't want it to sound like I was perpetually beating myself up. I mean, I wasn't, but uh, it did definitely offer me a level of understanding for myself. And then with that comes the shift in nice. everything else. And the shift, I love how you asked that question because while I've done a lot of deep change work, right. Mm-hmm. It did take practice. I did. There were steps to it. And I think what is different with human design is when we learn ours, it's like, it's like we're coming home. It's mm-hmm. already within us. So the work is some of the deconditioning, the noticing, but I also Mm -hmm. don't feel like it's the same as other Mm -hmm. work that I've done. And maybe that's why I've latched onto it because I've done so much growth work for so long that this just felt like home, just home. And when you were sharing your experiences at work, I can relate to that so much. Perfect example, even when we're on the retreat together or I'm out with others, it's sometimes work for me to want to do that. While Mm -hmm. I love people, I also love to protect my energy for myself. I don't have the same level. And when I want to be done, I want to be done and I want to retract. And I was taught that's rude. And I actually have been told that, (laughs) you know? And so there's a little bit of the beating up. Why can't I, why don't I want to be here? Why, why am I not having fun? Like everybody else is. And now I just, let go of all that noise. And I honor who I truly am. And I inform and I tap out and then I get to refuel and recharge and be happy with myself versus feel so incredibly depleted and exhausted. And then, you know, have to unpack from that. So I think there's just so many layers of when we first identify it for ourselves, then how we can be that model that for others and invite them in to experience it for themselves too. And then that's what we're trying to do, right? We're just trying to get this ripple effect to be bigger and bigger and bigger. And here you guys can't see me, but I'm making my arms wider and wider because I just, 
I, I want it to impact the collective all across, you know, that's just, that's how passionate I feel about it. Me too. That is exactly how passionate I feel about it too. I, I say it all the time. This is going to change the world. In my opinion, I believe that this stuff can change the world and make it a better place. And it's, it, for me, the beauty is that it's so um, easy to feel because of what you said, it feels like coming home. It feels like you're putting on that, like some old dress that you forgot about that fits perfect or something like that on your body. And you're like, oh God, this is it. Um, it feels like, yeah. So it's not, doesn't feel like uh, the, the same, what you said was very well put. It doesn't feel like a lot of the other self-work can feel sometimes, uh, which takes a lot of practice. Whereas this is like the undoing, mm-hmm. like you said, the deconditioning. And then you're like, okay, now I'm getting back to my baseline. And I totally relate to that. And I mean, it's so interesting that, you know, you're a manifester and I'm a projector. Our, t- our auras are completely different, right? How, how our energy looks to others. Uh, however, we are both non-sacrals. And so while it, it, for you, the way that you said it was, it can be hard for you to want to be there. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas for me, it's not that it's hard for me. It gets overwhelming once I'm there, uh, before I'm even, because, and so your closed aura, right. Doesn't want to be there for longer than it does, or sometimes maybe not at all, whatever it is. Right. So that's, is that accurate for a manifester? Would you say yes. like, that's kind of, yeah. Or like being told this is what we're going to do next. And right. Like, Cause too many oh. things. Right. Yeah. And whereas my penetrating aura is, is, is penetrating like everywhere. It's like, I'm a freaking woodpecker out there, <laughs> like going inside of people and trying to do the thing that I do, the thing that I'm good at this deep one-on-one penetrating conversation but in a group setting can be overwhelming for me before I even know that I'm overwhelmed. That's what it is. It's almost like my head is spinning before I even understand why. And, and, and now I'm learning that this is why um, our auras are quite different than the sacral auras and uh, the operating system is going to look different for all of us. Right. It's going to require, um, I don't know. It's just, that's, it's so interesting for me to look at it from from our two sides uh you know being two different types of non-sacrals but yet having the same kind of you know needing to tap out for one reason or another from two different sides of the coin maybe or whatever but yeah I hope that makes sense to the 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 types listening (laughs) yeah well it makes sense to me and I actually even had another aha as you were sharing two things that I want to touch on but that aha was definitely that I really do crave the one-on-one myself or even just a smaller group. I feel like I need, I desire that connection with those energies, not the great big massive, which I think is more of the generator and the manifesting generator. It's like the more the merrier because they're this big, beautiful enveloping or that is not me. I do not desire to be that way. And so that feels like a whole hell of a lot, right. To me. The other thing that you said was um, that, you know, you think this is changing lives and you and I, we, we know it is because it's changing Mm -hmm. ours. It's changing anybody that we've been so blessed to share their design with. I mean, I get 
feedback from people all the time. They're like, I'll just get little messages like, oh my God, I'm so grateful for this because, and then they'll give me an example or an experience and I see it and I see how powerful it is and think about on the retreat, all 35 of us and how many of our lives have already changed and it hasn't been two months. And so if we can, you know, bear witness to that and know that that's possible, that's why we're here. That's why we're sharing this. We're not just blowing smoke. This is real. This is, this has great impact for anyone who's willing to take the time and has the interest in learning what's possible for them. Because like coming home, you said that that dress that fits perfectly to me, it's like the comfy clothes that your mom tells you you can't wear out in public. And I'm like, screw that noise. I'm wearing that all the time. If I want to, even though it may be raggedy or whatever, that's me deep down. That's me. And I get to wear that every day, all the time without anybody's permission and any perceived judgment that I receive. I just send energetic love and compassion because I see the conditioning that they have upon them. And I'm just sending them love to find their way. Right. Yeah, you're right. It is a fact that it is changing lives because of all the reasons you just said and more, it's true. It's, it's changed a lot of lives already. And I I just believe it's going to shift. Uh, It's going to be a big part of this consciousness shift that's happening in general. I was talking to um, a friend of mine about how this, this shift in consciousness, however you want to word that, it is coming up in, in a lot of different arenas, so to speak, like how things are changing and, and people are talking about this in different ways. But I really believe that human design is going to play a role in that. Uh, and maybe it's because I'm submerged in this world a lot more these days, but it's just, I see more and more people uh, gleaming interest and wanting to know more and wanting to you know, uh, more and more people out there getting this information across in, in, in different ways. And the more ways that it gets out there, the better, you know, if, if people are learning this, anything from you and I right now, great. And and if they're learning from some other people right now, great. As long as everyone is sharing, um, this knowledge in a way that can be embodied and then practically applied, because as soon as you see that happen, once or twice or three times you're like okay this makes sense I mean it's just and and I don't know I haven't encountered anyone yet that when I've given some info to them at least one part of it hasn't made them do the thing where their shoulders get like relaxed and they're just like take a deep breath and they're like shaking their head in like disarray like oh my gosh yeah you know that just it's happened at least once often way more than once but you know that's how um and it is meant to change us on a cellular level if we want to get deep in the human design sciences side of things that is why the languaging is bold and aggressive sometimes that's why it's kind of weird right that's why you know, a lot of people hate the closed and repelling aura description of manifestors auras. Um, and I like to look at it as that's why it's so special when they choose you to be in their lives because their auras are closed. They don't need anybody. You guys don't, right? I mean, really, not that you don't need every anybody. Humans need people, but I think you could roll through your life, however, and, and your aura could stay closed and you'd be fine. So when you do choose somebody to be in your life, it should be revered and especially the other, you know, party should feel that way. 
which again is something we are so not taught societally you know, to look at somebody and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky you chose me to be your friend. Most people would say like, what? That's not really, but when really like, I, I witnessed that, I witnessed that all the time. And I I've shared this with you just about my best friend, Jeannie as well, when we were younger and she kind of picked, I always felt like super lucky to be her best friend when we were growing up. And, um, that's that, you know, I understood energy from a very young age whether I had the words for it or not, but that's what that was. That was my, you know, penetrating projector aura, seeing her for exactly who she was, you know, her insides and and loving it. And then her allowing me into that and me feeling like that was good and yummy for me and liking that. And, you know, the same, it's the same kind of feeling that I get from, or energetically that I get from you and I believe everybody can understand this stuff at a physical energetic level if they are taught and given the, you know, the words and the tools to notice to, or to what to look for. Maybe I didn't know what to look for in my body. I'm not a person that works out or is really even super in tune with my body on a regular basis. Now I am, but I wasn't, you know, I wouldn't consider myself somebody that was I didn't know what to look out for. You know, now I know that my left arm tingles every time something really special is happening around me. And that's a thing for me. You know, I'm splenic. I don't know. Spleen's on the left side of my body. That's just how my body tells me things. And I know that now, but why else would I know that? I don't know. These are the kinds of things I believe that human design opens up in our minds and hearts for us to think about and, and you know, kind of feel into. Yes. Beautifully said. I so many, so many wonderful things that you've just shared right there. A couple of things that I would love to reflect on is, you know, your own unique body wisdom telling you, and you're totally in tune with it. You're honoring it and look at all the wonderful things that are unfolding. And then you get this beautiful gift of being able to share that with your adorable daughter who also, you know, is at much younger than what this came into our lives. And I think that is one of the gifts, especially for anybody out there that's a parent to learn the designs of your children, to help empower them, to love who they are and what their body wisdom is telling them and how they're meant to make decisions. And we'll cover that at some point, but I just, I love the connection that you're making you know, that repelling thing for me, like for, I, I said this, you know, in our opening episode, I walk in that door to our retreat and your penetrating aura was literally so inviting, so judgment-free. It felt so safe. And I've said that on here before, some of my closest friends are projectors. And I feel like it's because they see me for me and are not trying to make me be something I'm not. And for someone that, you know, is referred to as having a closed or repelling aura, it felt really uncomfortable when I knew they weren't for me, when people weren't for me, I felt like, what, what's wrong with me? Why do I not just, you know, want to be around everyone? And now I've just let all that shit go. That just Mm -hmm. never served me. And now I'm just honoring what feels aligned and what feels right in my body, especially knowing I have an emotional authority, which we're going to talk about at some point. I have two glorious waves. So I am meant to really experience things, you know, through emotions and my emotions. When I met you, it just felt very, um, free. You know, I was very much at peace, which is my signature and, uh, just very aligned in that connection. 
and that just goes to show when we know, we know. And then we've talked about the fact that we bridge each other's splits as well, which we didn't even know that until recently. There's just so many beautiful elements that allow us to not only love ourselves, but love humans. And that I think is the whole point of this episode is just the gifts that this mm -hmm. modality tool, whatever you want to refer to it, can offer you for yourself personally and then for the collective. And that's what I'm here for. Yeah, me too. Well said. How also I similarly, I, I always could tell too when people were not for me. And it's not the same as, you know, my aura is not closed. My aura is very much inside of the other and merged with the other quite quickly. Uh, I'm, I, I find that I do that. I think all projectors do, but I think that I've been a pretty emotionally open person most of my life and have invited that sort of interconnectedness with humans throughout my life experience pretty, pretty naturally. It, that's always just been the thing. I'm not a person that puts walls up. Uh, I haven't experienced those kinds of traumas where I had to guard myself emotionally very often. So I do believe that I've been allowed to uh, open up emotionally, sometimes too much emotionally, but open up, have myself be open emotionally to feel those experiences all the way through. And so I do believe that upon meeting people, I am feeling them immediately. And through the course of my life, now that I have this information, I look back and I think there were definitely moments and people that I were not for me and that I should not have kept on, you know, I don't want to say should not have, but it may have served me more had I gone left and not, or, you know, look down. That's something I've learned. It's a little trick with my eyes that I've learned is if I, my penetrating aura is penetrating when I'm looking at things. So if I can keep my eyes away, like if, you know, there are times in life where I have to be in a room with somebody that I don't want to be in a room with because my aura can feel that they are not for me, but I mean, this is the 20th century, right? So we have to, or 21st century. Somewhere in <laughs> there. Is, you know, it's modern days is what I was trying to say. And, you know, you can't like always, you know, leave a room if, if you don't want to be there. But what I can do and what I've learned to do is just look away. I don't need to focus my energy in that direction. I don't need to focus my eyes in that direction. I don't need to focus my eyes in that direction. And when I do that, when I intentionally don't, it feels better for me. And that's just a trick that I've learned. But before I would just sit there taking in this person that felt icky in my body. Yeah. That's what I was doing throughout my life, you know, as a projector. And uh, it, because if I didn't, if it made me feel like, yeah, I did what you did. I was like, gosh, why am I being so judgy or yes. whatever, mm -hmm. you know, why everyone else seems to like this person and, da, 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 you know, and again, we're never, ever saying that this is means people are bad or whatever. This is no. just a, nothing no. in design ever says that, but let's be clear. Some people are more correct for you than others. And some are not. And in that moment, and maybe they're going to be correct for you tomorrow, who knows, but in the, you know, moment to moment, our body is telling us things and giving us signals. And uh, in my case, pretty profound ones. And I was just, I didn't know that. So I was just going about my life feeling yuck and, 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 you know, whereas like now I can look away and feel a little bit better right away by just doing that, you know, knowing that, and that's incredible stuff to me. 
I think that empowers all of us to honor um, how we're meant to feel like that design for me, it's peace, you know, and recognizing when we're feeling the not self, the other part of it, which for me, as I've highlighted is anger. It's like, okay, thank you for that signpost or that red flag to remind me. And, you know, there's, I, I, I think we all get to honor that. And it's not from a place of, uh, in a hurtful or, um, hateful way. That's not the energy that we're trying to hold here. We're talking deeply about the understanding, the compassion and just releasing things versus, you know, trying to judge ourselves or quote unquote fit in where, where we, you know, are being masked to be a certain way, which is where I felt like for a long time, I'm just, it's not for me anymore. And I just get to love my design and who I am uniquely came into this, you know, 3d experience to be and wear my comfy clothes that's what i want to do that's what i'm here for yeah Yeah. as you were saying that i kept thinking of my not self-theme bitterness and i can think of that i can think of so many times where i felt that feeling for no and and you know looking back it was definitely something i was blaming or putting about something else or someone else Yes. Oh God. Like they're like, you know, why are they paying? I don't, I can think of times and, and, and this often when I think of examples, I think of work things, maybe because I'm less personally attached to those, but that's where I think of things. Whereas now I don't feel that like you were saying at all anymore. And I believe that I was the type of person that really wanted to not feel that. Yes. In those me moments. Me too. It didn't it did not feel you know? good. No. It didn't and feel I, good. And honestly, I think we're all wired that way, right? Right. We're right. all meant to have deep love for ourselves and right. others. I mean, I think, you know, can you imagine a little baby coming out all pissed off? No. <laughs> they are a little pissed off just about the but they're just like, you know, not afraid to ask for what they want and let us know how they're yeah. feeling. Yeah. I think, and I think that's the kind of, the kind of coming home that we all get to when we learn our designs. That's what I'm feeling. Yeah. So I think so right. that, you know, our whole intention for this episode was really just to highlight, um, you know, definitely how this has impacted our life from the place of just, you know, loving humans, being more compassionate. And hopefully we've nailed yeah. it today. So, yeah, we hope to offer you some kind of uh, inspiration and in something that we've said, hopefully something has something you heard today might give you the idea that this is so easy and possible for you also if you just want to learn a little bit because once you learn a little bit you're going to sit into it and you're going to feel good and then you're going to want to learn more and hopefully that's what we've offered you because that's what our both experiences have been I I believe if I'm not speaking incorrectly right pretty much everybody that I've connected with that has brought this, allowed this to come into their life feels that way. And again, it doesn't have to be that you have to go deep in all the crevices like you and I have that's, but just understanding the high level things, your energy type, you know, your strategy, your authority, your profile is such a game changer. So 100, 100%. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully we gave you a a little teaser and some experiences and examples and information to help you relate um, or to help questions come up in your mind. That's cool. We love questions. Um, So 
if any of that did happen, you want to talk about it more or you want to hear us elaborate on any part of this journey for us specifically more, I'm sure we will in our own ways. But yeah, just the takeaway here I, uh, for me is, is how much my heart has been cracked open for learning this stuff and applying it daily. And, and it is my go-to when I am frustrated. <laughs> it is my go-to when I start to get unaligned. I just try and remember something about my design um, that I do like. And then it takes me away from whatever it is that's going on because that's the other thing is there's so many things in your design that you can learn and love about yourself again, because you probably already did know this about yourself and loved it at some point. Like you said, there are no, you know, pissed off babies coming into the world and being like, you know, this all happens later. And I hope that, um, I hope that that's the takeaway for, for anyone listening that your heart can be cracked open too. And we can all just have this ability to love in a big human way while we're here with each other so that we can remember we're all connected you know that's why all this matters so much yes 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 and more yes and more love it okay so until the next one yeah until the next one you go out there and love yourself so you can love other humans you have questions we'd love to hear them we're here to support you thank you for being here with us yes thank you so much bye bye Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it inspiring and digestible. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us if you'd take a moment to follow us so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. And if you're feeling really generous, please share and review our podcast as long as it's a five-star review. Otherwise, never mind. Maybe just keep that to yourself. And lastly, if you're new to human design or just curious to learn more about your own, Amy and I both have offerings for that. We also have an extensive human design community that we belong to. So if we don't feel like the right fit, we can certainly guide you to someone who is.